Hi, this is Joe Montana. This is Dak Prescott. Hey, this is Jason Kelsey, and you're listening to Rob Motti. Rob Motti. Rob Motti. I am Rob Motti, and welcome to the AP Pro Football Podcast. I hope everyone is enjoying their summer. It is hot out there, so stay cool depending on where you are. Our guest this week is former Oregon State wide receiver Ramel Dockery. Ramel is an incredible content creator on social media. He has a very impressive social following over 3.6 million across his social media channels on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. He had to actually wait until his collegiate career was over to post the videos that go viral because you got to check him out at Real Dockery. Ramel makes the most acrobatic, amazing catches that I've ever seen on a football field by anybody. And with the new NIL policy, college athletes now are free to make money off their names, their image, and their likeness. So this is a fascinating conversation. Stay tuned for it. Training camp is just around the corner. It's a few weeks away. And the Aaron Rodgers situation is still unresolved in Green Bay. He did not opt out by the deadline to do so for COVID reasons. He said this week ahead of his celebrity golf tournament with Tom Brady that sometimes there's a lot of wisdom in silence. I agree with Aaron Rodgers. He sure has been quiet about this, and I can't see him retiring despite all those cryptic little messages, and I can't see the Green Bay Packers trading him at this point. So that would mean he'll end up back in Green Bay to start the season. Another unresolved situation involves three-time Pro Bowl tight end Zach Ertz and the Philadelphia Eagles. It's been six months since Zach's emotional, tear-filled goodbye news conference and He hasn't been traded. He hasn't been released. He doesn't want to be here. They made it obvious that they want to move on. But here we are. Zach Ertz is still a Philadelphia Eagle. And I'd still be shocked if he's not on another team this year. Ramel Dockery played three seasons at Oregon State. He has tremendous football skills, excellent hands, great vision, awareness, balance. Quite frankly, I have no clue how he is not in the NFL, but he's doing just fine. He's creating an amazing amount of content on social media with all these they're really wow videos. So stay tuned for this conversation with Ramel Dockery. Ramel, your social media is filled with some of the most incredible acrobatic catches that I've ever seen, probably that anyone has ever made. How are you not playing wide receiver in the NFL right now, man? I just, I had uh, a lot of reasons, Um, mostly politics, college. I didn't have enough footage, um, game footage um, to be able to, you know, showcase my talent. I didn't have the opportunity to play that much on the field. Um, it wasn't a lack of talent. Like every everybody who knows me, all my teammates knew I had the talent and what it takes to play. Um, it was just a lot of political. Well, it's pretty obvious seeing you with the, the catches that, that you've made. Now, did you play corner too in college at Oregon State? Was that part of it? Like how much were you splitting time at corner wide receiver? When did you transition to receiver? Yeah. Um, I mean, it goes along with the the whole story, but um, I mean, I, I committed I committed to um, Washington State University 
Wazoo um, coming out of high school. I was actually the number one re like receiver recruit in Washington. Um, had many D1 offers. Uh, so I committed to Wazoo because it was home. It was closest to home. Um, my first week with the team, you know, I had a lot of hype. A lot of coaches were, were happy to get me to sign there. Um, and the first week, my coaches got fired and new coaches came in. As soon as the new coaches got there, they switched me a corner. Um, they didn't really care, you know, about my history, my film, the footage that I had coming in. Um, they didn't really care about the players who were already there. I was actually one of three receivers that they just came in and just switched up. So when I talk about like po politics and yeah. political things, that's what I mean. You know, when you have a coaching switch, um, the coaches want to come in, build their new team um, around their program and what they believe in. So it was kind of out of my hands, you know. Now you did eventually, you did get a tryout with the Seattle Seahawks. So what was that like? When, when was it? Do you remember how long, uh, uh, when you were there? Yeah, it was uh, after my last season in college, 2017. Um, I got a call from the Seahawks asking to um, come to this tryout. And trial went good. Uh, I knew a lot of people there. I played with a lot of people there. Um, there were some big names there too. Um, it, it went really good. Um, I liked it. Uh, and it was, a, it was a good experience. You didn't end up catching any balls from Russell Wilson. Did you, do you, you remember who was throwing to you? <laughs> yeah. Um, actually one of my, my good friends, Cepho, he was, uh, like one of the best quarterbacks to come out of Colorado. Um, and he ended up at the, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and he, he actually threw me my routes when I was running there. Let me ask you, how do you even discover that you can make catches like you do? Like the 360 spin catches, one-handed, between the legs, <clears throat> behind the back. It's like it's amazing stuff, Ramel. How do you even realize that I can make these catches? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 something that I've always done. It's funny because we would like just in college, you know, we'd always get together and uh, throw outside of like practice and stuff. Even before practice, we would throw play catch. And so it was something that we like I would always be doing, you know, it wasn't like I just learned how to do it. It was something that I've always been doing. I just never recorded it, never like uploaded. it. I never really had a platform on uh, social media because it just wasn't a thing for like um, collegiate athletes to have that platform to be able to like go viral doing things or whatever so um it was something i always did i just you know one day i picked up the camera and did it and showed everybody and kind of went viral how much do you need to practice a specific type of catch is it or do you just allow it to come natural or are you out there going hey let me try this i want to work on uh behind the back or i want to work on yeah. a 360 like how, how, how does that you know go about it it's funny because it, it comes natural when now that I do it for kind of like a living, like I, I create content. Um, a lot of brands will ask, or a lot of people would ask me like, all right, like, let's see the next crazy catch. And I'm just like, it comes when I'm just out there, like, like having fun. You know, it's not something that I aim to do. Like, it's just, I tell even my manager, I tell him, you know, like I have to come up with videos when I'm at the field because I, I can't just like, plan it so it's it's all natural honestly 
I've seen you post some videos going up against some NFL defensive backs last week. I, I believe it was New England's Adrian Colbert. Who were some of your favorite guys to just shoot with and uh, go up against, match up, little one on one? Yeah, for sure. Um, favorite was well, I I love going against the the corners, um, for sure. But I think it's a lot more fun when I go against receivers because oh. like both of us, you know, we're both like receivers we're not really like so it's it's fun when they play defense it's it's fun seeing them play defense uh i did one-on-ones with odell last year um it was off camera because he was um he was just like going through this season where he just wanted to be focused and, and trained so we were doing one-on-ones but it was it was fun seeing him like try to play defense um <laughs> stefan Diggs, that was one of my favorites um and of course he had this crazy year so just knowing that, like, I did one-on-ones with him, was it was, like, really cool. So I've seen some of your videos. You're imitating Brady, Dak, Derrick Henry, Patrick Mahomes. They're great videos. They're hilarious. Does anybody ever say any – like, any of those players ever get mad at you or, or just, like, have some fun back with you? Yeah. How, how does you – know, do, you, do you enjoy doing that? Yeah, for sure. I, I love doing that's actually how I meet a lot of these athletes or a lot of these NFL players and, and build relationships with them um, because they love my videos. Is there some people that don't like my videos? Um, I, <laughs> I made this one. I made the, a, very, a video of stereotypes of different types of receivers. And one was like the person who always drops balls. And um Nelson Aguilar gets tagged in all of those videos and he actually blocked me on Instagram because he gets tagged in all and all of those so yeah I know Nelson pretty good I covered his whole career in Philly so oh really yeah yeah I know Nelly pretty pretty good now you didn't even specifically single him I, out right it was just no I didn't I don't he just gets tagged a lot <laughs> you ever fun. see the video of the this was there was a fire in Philly, right? And a guy was walking by the house where there was a fire, and they caught this on the news. They interviewed him, and he's like, "They were just tossing babies from the window, and the firemen were catching them." And then he looks at me, oh, and he yeah. goes, "Like Aguilar." <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, so Nelson eventually got him tickets to a game, though. But that that was like that went viral. Now all these like these awesome videos that you do back, you couldn't even post them right on YouTube when you were playing in college. So how did you feel about the restrictions then? And now that the restrictions have been lifted for college athletes with the new uh, NIL policy? Yeah, it was it was definitely something that I feared of like for upload like I, I would be scared to upload youtube videos because i knew it was a thing to like for people to lose their scholarships um it was something that me and my teammates we would um i get that my teammates knew i had a passion for making videos um i just never uploaded them um so i was kind of always fearful of my coaches finding out about youtube videos. it was i feel like it, it if this rule passed when I was in college, it would have been such a big relief. Um, and it could have opened up so many opportunities for me. Um, and I always felt that at heart and, you know, every, eventually everything worked out, but it's just, I mean, I, I feel relieved for my brother. He's actually in college right now. And we've been making, <laughs> it's funny because we've been making videos like low key and keeping 
like trying to keep him like so we have the same last name of course and my brand is like our last name dockery that's what the channel is so a lot of our fans think me and him are the same person and they make jokes like he's been in college for like 10 years but like it's actually him so it's a relief that now he gets to like work and you know create his own videos and showcase like his lifestyle without having pressure of losing his scholarship where does he play what position is he too he was at Oregon State. He was a receiver, um, but then Portland State offered him a full-ride scholarship, so now he's at Portland State. So how important is it that these policies, the NIL policy, is, is in, in place now and athletes can be fairly compensated? This is obviously a tremendous step for all young athletes. Yeah, it, it's a it's a huge step. Um, something that, you know, I'm – I, I true, like I said, I've always believed this. I feel like every athlete believed, you know, this should have been like a no brainer. Um, but, you know, like I said, um, I had a series where I was, I think I was the first to start recording like game day vlogs. And I, like I said, I, I waited my senior year to upload all my footage and that series blew up. And it's kind of why I even have a brand today. And so just to see that impact and, you know, realizing like <laughs> this is what college athletes can be doing now um, is just a, it's a it's a huge like game changer. What advice would you give Ramel to content creators, people who want to follow in your footsteps? Um, to, to just like reach out to creators, try to collab with um, like these YouTubers, because all of these YouTubers especially people who make content around like sports um, who are sports content creators and aren't like professional, even professionals, but they were once college athletes who couldn't make YouTube videos. Um, they went through, they're in the same shoes that um, all these college athletes are in right now. And so for us, like I know me destroying like a couple other content creators, we want to help like these college athletes, you know, build their brand because we've been in their shoes. And so just reach out um, and try to like build your brand. Don't be afraid anymore. Um, reach out to people and we're willing to help you guys. How different was it for destroying? Cause he, didn't he end up leaving school so he can make videos? Yeah. So I remember I had like some videos on my channel, but not like, I didn't go crazy. Cause I knew like, I didn't want attention from like NCAA or even my coaches. I remember one time I uploaded a video and it kind of did good. And my coaches texted me and they're like, is this going to be a problem? And sent me a link to like one of my videos and I was scared. So, um, but I remember during that time, destroying messaged me and he was like asking me for advice on like what to do and how to like upload videos without losing scholarship. And I told him, I said, look, bro, you're, going to lose your scholarship if you keep promoting your videos like it's it's not it's, you're going to run into all this legal stuff that you don't want to deal with and it's going to be bad so i said i i told i advised him to do what i did and to just keep his videos like unlisted until like he gets to a point where he's like safe like graduating or whatever um and he didn't so he ended up you know going all out promoting his videos and, and continue like putting them out promoting them and then he ended up losing his scholarship. Um, but it was the decision that he made, which was a blessing in disguise for him because now he's the biggest football, you know, content creator now. So 
Now, you said you make a living doing this. When did you realize that this is real, that this is what I can do, make a living? Like you're out there creating content, having fun, I'm sure. Clearly, you could tell in the videos. But like, when did it hit you like, man, this is real? Yeah, um, I would say my first brand deal uh, when when Adidas signed me um, coming out of uh, maybe like a year after college, you know, um, and then they flew me out to do a shoot and I was with, around like NFL players and it was just, a, it was a crazy experience, especially for me, like realizing like, this is what I could have been doing. Um, but you no, know, I remember Adidas from then on out, our relationship was just, it was crazy. They would send me like a hundred pair of cleats for me to like give out the kids. Um, and they're just like handing me stuff. And I also got my first paycheck from uh, YouTube, which was like, I was making more money than any job that I could find. So um, at that point, around that point is where I really just like, was like, wow, this is crazy. Wow. That, it, that really is incredible. Now guys are going to be getting these opportunities and I'm sure you knew I, I have to have the right people taking a look at like my contracts and everything else. Some brands or whoever it may be, may try and take advantage of young athletes. What do you say to these players, to these young guys, like to be careful and, and how to go about it the right way? Yeah, uh, for sure. My, my advice is to, you know, even though we can make profits and uh, money off our names now, it's don't try to be independent. You're going to have to need, like there's people out there who specialize in like managing um people so don't be afraid of like having someone help you out like reaching out and, and finding help uh, i know a lot of athletes including myself wanted to do it all you know by myself now that i can make money off my name i'm gonna do it myself but my manager um has done everything for me you know i'm so thankful for him so one thing that i advise is definitely look out for somebody to help you financial advice or, or a manager find somebody that you trust that will handle things for you because it's it's so easy for brands to take advantage. I'm the, I'm the, I don't want to drop any names, but there's been brands that have, you know, just been super, they just, once you do work for them, they don't really care about you. Um, there's brands out there that will, I mean, there was a brand that paid me like a year later after I did a commercial. And I mean, I had to step up and be the one. To, so like, Definitely, there's brands out there that will try to take advantage of you. Um, so find somebody. No doubt. I saw some agents putting out contract language saying, don't ever sign a contract that says they can have this, 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 and this. I enjoyed this conversation, man. Thank you so much. Good luck and God bless on everything. I appreciate you too. God bless, man. some final thoughts we talked about this with Ramel Dockery the NIL policy it's about time college athletes can make money off their own name their own image and their own likeness schools have capitalized off them forever most of these athletes are not going to be pros so it is great to see them get an opportunity to earn some money for their future that's it for this week. Thank you to Ramel Dockery. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your pods. Also, check out my colleague Ralph Russo and his AP Top 25 college football podcast. Share, review, tell a friend about both. Until next week, I'm Rob Motti reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Mm-hmm.